at the end of the day, yes, it is faster, but I'm still getting in between a six by six net and, and my main goal is to stop the ball. So Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to another episode of the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon, and this is the show where we chat lacrosse goalie. And on this show, I like to interview the best goalies out there, best college goalies, high school goalies, pro goalies, coaches, just to tease out something that can help you in your own lacrosse goalie game, whether that be a drill, a certain way of looking at something, a mental mindset technique, anything that will help you. That is my goal. My guest on the show this week is friend of the program, Caden Quirk. I remember when his dad, Coach Sean Quirk, was doing a session for the, for the Lacrosse Goalie Summit, uh, and Caden was there, was a live on-field demo, and Coach, Coach Quirk said, would like to announce that my son Caden has just signed his letter of intent on that particular day. Uh, so Caden is a friend of the program, but also a great goalie. He uh, earned the starting role in his freshman year. Uh, which was amazing for the St. Saint, Saint John's Red Storm. Uh, awesome to watch him progress, and it was a pleasure to sit down and chat with Caden Quirk. You're going to enjoy this conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this chat with Caden Quirk. Before we begin this episode, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is... The Lacrosse Goalie Summit 8. In mid-December, we did five days of free virtual lacrosse goalie training featuring the top coaches in the sport, and it was awesome. So many amazing learning moments, so many great drills, so many great mental lessons, techniques, uh, mindfulness, what it takes to succeed as a lacrosse goalie. The event was perfect for all ages. Both boys and girls, all skill levels, everyone learns something. Unfortunately, the event is over, but you still can get access to the replays. That is 19 plus hours of elite lacrosse goalie training from some of the best coaches in the sport. Colin Kirst, Matthew Nunes, Taylor Moreno, Owen McElroy, Drake Porter, Matt Gill, Dr. T, Tim Cassie, Simon Bellamy, Mr. Wonderful, the list goes on and on. There was 19 names. Oh, did I mention Emily Sterling, goalie of the year? She had an amazing presentation. So many awesome learning moments. I guarantee your young lacrosse goalie is going to benefit tremendously from going through these videos, studying the tips, taking notes. If you want to get the replays, laxgoalierat.com slash VIP. It is an insane value. Most of these coaches charge about a hundred bucks an hour. We're talking over 19 hours of goalie coaching for a fraction of that. Check it out. laxgoalierat.com slash VIP. Enjoy the show. Pleasure to welcome to the show, Caden Quirk, starting goalie, uh, St. John's and friend of the program was, uh, was, uh, was in the lacrosse goalie summit. Uh, which one was that three, maybe two 
uh, with with your dad, Coach Quirk. But but Caden, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd love to hear the story of when you uh, first jumped into goal. Do you, do you remember that? Yeah. So so my story is a bit different. I uh, obviously grew up in a lacrosse household. My dad coaching like my whole life, pretty much. Um, so I, I, my first steps were with the lacrosse stick. Um, I actually grew up as an attackman. And then, uh, in the sixth, sixth grade spring, I, uh, our goalie, he said, he didn't want to play goalie anymore. So kind of followed in my dad's footsteps, hopped in the net, um, and just loved it ever since. Um, it was something that I was around my whole life. He obviously runs goalie camps and things like that. Uh, so I'd be at those just, just never put them on until the sixth grade. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of a lot of parents, goalie parents for that matter, would not encourage their kid to be a goalie. <laughs> just yeah. because of just because of, you know, the position has a few more hardships than the others. Um, but your dad, you know, coach Sean Quirk, he was he was all for it. And when you told him you want you wanted to be a goalie, he was he was extremely supportive. Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky. Both my parents, uh, my mom and dad are super supportive of me uh playing. And, and just having him there, obviously he played and has coached his whole life. Um, it made the transition a lot easier. I was able to, to learn things at probably a quicker rate than uh, most other kids were able to. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, it was a pretty seamless, uh, seamlessly easy transition. Yeah. Now, did he, did your dad teach you the position? Because I, I just interviewed... Um, Colin Kirst for the show and his dad was a, was a great goalie as well. And, yep. and I was, I was surprised to find out. He's like, actually, my dad didn't really teach me that much about the position. <laughs> it was others. It was others yeah. that taught me uh, while he was kind of coaching uh, the team. So, you know, for you, where did you learn the position? Yeah. I mean, my biggest mentor in, in the game and especially the goalie position has definitely been my dad. Um, he, uh, like we, we always just go shoot at the field, stay after practice and shoot. He, uh, he coached me a little bit uh, in my youth days. Um, so we'd always just shoot. He, he kind of taught me everything, arc, angle, mm. um, ball behind, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and what a great coach. What a great coach. Um, yeah, I've had Coach Quirk on the on the podcast. As I mentioned at the beginning, he's taught at, this, at the goalie summits. He's got the peak goalie camps, uh, which I haven't been to personally, but have seen a lot of great and heard a lot of great things. So, I mean, what an amazing uh, coach to have to learn to learn this position. And so he taught you all the basics, the positioning, the step, anything, anything sort of, um, uh, I don't know, out of the ordinary that he taught you that you don't see a lot taught these days? Uh, yeah. I mean, one thing that uh, over COVID, um, obviously his goalie on the cannons now, Nick Morocco, that uh, he was working on. Like on lower angle shots, uh, just kind of taking a little step out on your arc to uh, take away a bit more angle. Mm, yeah. um, like as a smaller goalie myself, that was something that I thought could help add to my game, um, just stopping some of those low angle shots. So uh, like we spent that whole that whole spring, summer kind of just working on that, cutting away that angle, um, things like that. I mean, there's a bunch of things that that kind of come and go that he's helped me with, but yeah, that was one of the more more recent things that really helped add to my game. Interesting, yeah. So once a really low angle, taking a step out uh, to sort of you know take up more of the cage, and and you and I are the same, uh, you know, on the smaller side when it comes to lacrosse goalies. So certainly, like 
you know, the more, the bigger we can appear in the eyes of the shooter, I think the better we're going to be. Right. Right. Correct. <laughs> um, interesting. Yeah. So how's that going for you? Is that something that, you know, that sort of stepping out, uh, at the lower angles, that's something you implemented last year. Or you're now just kind of starting to work that into your game. Um, so I kind of like, I kind of went to it, uh, during COVID kind of got away from it a little bit. My, uh, my senior year of high school. Um, and then our coaches who came in this year, they kind of thought that was something that I could bring back in my game. Um, so I'm ending up Mm kind of really starting to do that again this year. Um, and it's, I think it's really helped me out a lot. Um, just like you said, taking away that angle as a smaller guy, it's important to get all that angle and, and make the shooters think they don't have as much to shoot at. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been good for me. Yeah. I was going to say it works as a, for bigger goalies too. I mean, you see like Dylan Ward do it. Uh, I was interviewing uh, Josh Kirsten that, you know, did his final year at Hopkins and like, I saw him do it and I'm like, what, what's going on there? And he's like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm a bigger dude. And I just step out and like, literally they see nothing. So uh, yep. you know, it works for both all body types for goalies. Um, but a lot of it, you know, is, is a, is a feel, right? Like you kind of got to know when's the right moment and where the guy's going to shoot. Cause if you come out and he ends up not shooting, you're kind of like, you put yourself in a little bit of a pickle, right? Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like you said, Dylan Ward is obviously someone who, who's really known for kind of just playing no arc and kind of just really attacking the ball. I mean, he makes saves at the top of the crease, even outside of the crease. Um, but I, I, I tried to find that like happy medium. Um, one thing I have noticed is if, like you said, if they don't shoot, shoot that back post pipe, the pipe, it, it, is, it is a bit tougher. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, if your defense is there um, playing the way they should be playing, um, it's definitely something that can add to your game in uh, positive ways. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite part about being a lacrosse goalie, Caden? Oh, I think uh, just the impact you can have on a game, have have on your team. Um, something I don't really think uh, many other positions in any sport offer you. Um, I think it's the greatest position of all a sport. Um, really, like you, you can just make one big save, and and I'm sure you know it's it's just one of the best feelings ever. Um, you always get that chance to see that next shot, which is something that's pretty cool. Um, even on, even on an off day, I think, uh, you're able to just bounce back, um, that next day of practice or when you have a game the next day. And I think that's, that's something really cool about the position. Yeah. Hopefully I know a lot of goalies that, have, that struggle to bounce back, but yeah, like mm-hmm. what's cool about it is, you know, it's never, it's never final unless it's literally the last game of your, of your career. And even then, like, you know, maybe you got like some games that don't mean as much, but you still have something. So it's never final, right? You're always going to have another opportunity to, to get back out there. And I I really like that point. As long as you keep that mentality, that mindset, like, I think you're going to, I think you're going to go far. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. So, you know, you're playing, you're playing attack up until sixth grade, switch over to goalie. Did you, did you have like some instant success? Like, were you pretty good at the goalie position or was it like, you know, I kind of stunk at first and then I got used to it and my dad taught me a few things. And then I went up from there. Yeah. Like I kind of said, I, uh, I, I like grew up going to all his like goalie camps, uh, even prior to playing goalie. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like I knew like a, like a good amount about the position for, for a sixth grader. Um, and then like 
I kind of just got thrown into the fire. Um, I was like, I was pretty decent at it. Um, probably wasn't playing the highest level of competition, which probably helped me out a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think I, I worked super hard at it, even as a middle schooler. Um, and I think it kind of, kind of did come natural to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of why I stuck with it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we tend to, uh, enjoy the things that we're better at. It's not to say if you're not good at it, you can't stick with it and get there, but that that's, a, it's, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a, uh, it's a harder path, right? Like the, the, the more you can see success early on in any endeavor, lacrosse goalie, you know, what have you, I think the more likely you are to stick with it. So that that's cool. Um, how long has he been doing the peak goalie camps, uh, coach Cork? It's been going on for 30 plus years now. Wow. Yeah. So he took it over from coach Yeager who, um, he still, he still shows up to peak every summer for the most part. And, uh, my dad just took it over from there when he graduated college. That's amazing. I, um, yeah. I had him on the podcast and I'm sure he mentioned that, but it had to be a while ago now that I'll, I'll have to look up that that episode, but it, it was, it was a while ago now. So, so I don't remember. So, anyway, so every, every summer you were out there with him sort of on the field, uh, just, you know, being, being a lax rat, huh? Just kind of, kind yeah. of absorbing it up. Um, do you remember any particular goalies that, you know, like when you were a young kid, you're like, Oh man, I would love to be like that goalie. Oh yeah. Um, a big one for me, um, in the pro ranks at least was John Galloway. Yeah. Um, kind of like you mentioned earlier, I'm obviously a bit smaller in size, um, inside of the net Galloway is not, not the biggest guy, um, in comparison to some of the other guys. And what I really loved about his game is, is he made a bunch of clean saves and and got the ball up and out really quickly. Um, I I think that's something I tried to take away from his game. Mm -hmm. Um, just really leading defense in the clear, creating that offense and, and transition. Um, and really just just being an all-around player not just a ball stopper um and then another one who who probably not as many people watching know uh cam bell he was a four-time all-american at endicott played a few years for the cannons as well but uh he played three years for my dad in college and he was similar to galloway just great at everything um really exciting to watch outside of the cage um, made a bunch of ridiculous saves. Um, and I was probably in my, probably like seventh, eighth grade when I, when he was there. Um, and I wanted to be just like him. I wore the baggy sweats because of him, had the long hair coming out of the helmet. So he's definitely a guy I looked up to growing up. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll have to get Cam on the show. I I've, uh, I've seen pictures and heard his name, but never, never spoken with him. Yeah. Uh, And then he was the, Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. He, he was, he was fun to watch. He, uh, I, I remember we were, me and my mom were watching, uh, one of their games on like an iPad. He just went coast to coast, stuck a goal, ran back to the other side. And that was crazy. Nice. Um, I love it. Yeah. And so that's the reason that is the inspiration you're telling me for the flow that we, that we see now that is, that is growing in so nicely. Appreciate that. <laughs> that's part of it for sure. All right. Talk to me a little bit about the flow management. You know, I'm, I'm always, I'm, I'm a short hair guy, although I don't know if you could see, I'm start, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep a little bit of party, yeah. try to get a little party going in the back. We'll see. I like we'll, it. We'll see how that works out. 
but um i've always been a uh pretty much a short hair guy so i don't know about flow man i mean doesn't it get in your eyes like during the games uh uh so i i like just soak my head right before we play slick it back and then chuck my helmet right on <laughs> it's usually not a problem okay all right not a problem all right keep that in mind uh and then obviously galloway he mentioned i mean what what a legend right one of the things i loved so much about his game was the um the energy, the energy that he brings, right? Are you, you know, when you think about yourself as a goalie, as a player, I mean, there's goalies that are certainly calm and, you know, they don't say much. And then there's the John Galloways of the world. Where where do you fall on the, on the spectrum? Uh, I'd say I'm probably right in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. I think a big part of my game is just staying, staying cool, calm and collected um, and not really, really falling into the highs too much or, or sinking down into those lows. Um, but I do like just being a competitor. There's definitely times where, where I'll get juiced up. Uh, but for the most part, I, I like to stay pretty calm, um, kind of just stay in my own head um, and not really fall into too much outside of what's what's going on in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And that works. I mean, that works for a lot of goalies. A lot of goalies say like I stay super even keel, right? Like I don't get too high, but then that helps me. So I don't get too low. Um, yeah. I was certainly like. I don't know. I felt like I could manage the lows. So I rode the highs super hard. And like when there was a mm-hmm. good play, like chase a shot out or, or, you know, a big save, I would definitely give it, give it a yell and a gesture, um, which just yeah. helped help fire me up. But every goal is different, you know? Um, so, yeah. Uh, so you start, do you start to have some success then in, in high school? And like, when do you, when do you uh, start thinking about playing lacrosse at, at, at the next level? Yeah, I mean, it's it's always been a dream of mine. Um, growing up, it was one of my dreams to go to Endicott, play for my dad. Um, then he obviously eventually retired from from coaching at Endicott. Um, and then I it kind of switched. I kind of wanted to go play at the Division One level, uh, play at the highest level I could. Um, and I think uh, when it really made the switch that it was something I could do was when I started playing club lacrosse for uh, 3D New England. Um, we had one of the better teams in the country, uh, for my grade. So, so that was definitely, uh, a point in my career where I realized that this was something that was attainable, not just, not just really a dream anymore. Um, and then, uh, saying that, like, obviously you have to work super hard, um, mm-hmm. to get to achieve those goals. But I think there were a few distinct points that really made me realize that it was something that probably goes a little bit further than a dream and, and something that I could actually achieve. Hmm. Talking about that club team. Um, a lot of people ask me questions about club lacrosse parents more, more than the boys themselves, <laughs> but um, it, you know, I'm sort of at a loss cause I never played club, club, club lacrosse when I was growing up. Now, does that, is that team, did you like, what went into that decision or did you just kind of get lucky? Like this is the club that is closest to me. And they also happen to be, a great team that goes to great tournaments and gets a lot of, you know, looks from these prospective coaches or what goes into the club selection for you? Yes. So funny enough, I actually, I started playing club in, in the sixth grade while I was technically still an attackman. Um, and then eventually when I wanted to make the full-time switch to goalie, that club team, uh, they said that I couldn't, couldn't do that with them and they wanted me to keep playing attack. So I uh, had to go look for a new club team. Um, tried out for for Laxachusett, which is another big big club team in, in the New England area, as well as 3D, obviously. 
Um, and, and I mean, both of those teams, they're, they're nationally known, send a bunch of kids off to college every year. Um, but like for me, it, it wasn't necessarily easy. I, I had to drive 50 minutes to go practice and just like everyone else had to travel to go to tournaments, four or five hour drives, um, basically every weekend of the summer. So, um, it was something that it, it took time to find out what was, what was right for me, but I'm, I'm super happy. I ended up with 3d. They, it gave me a great experience, uh, made me a lot better. Um, and were a big piece in me getting recruited. Yeah. So when you talk about like sacrificing and working hard, like a lot of it is just travel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? No, I mean, sure. yeah. The, the club circuit, it's, um, at least around me, there's not too many, uh, big time tournaments. Um, you have to go going more into Maryland, Pennsylvania, uh, places like that, just to, mm-hmm. to find those big tournaments with other big club teams and a lot of college coaches. So, so that's kind of, kind of what we had to do. Yeah. Was there one tournament in particular that, you know, put you on the, on a lot of coaches radar or was it just, you know, little incremental, incremental steps? Yeah. That's a good question. I think, uh, I think it's more incremental. Um, I think like funny enough, the way that I got recruited to St. John's was my junior year end of fall. Um, I was getting recruited by a couple other places and we had a tournament down in Florida. Um, a good amount of my teammates were already committed by this point. Um, I obviously wasn't. And, and I had a really good tournament down there. Um, and coach Miller, he uh, reached out to me, wanted to get a visit. Um, and, and that was kind of just one of those times where you get hot, you play really well at a tournament and, and coaches kind of took notice. So I definitely think it's, uh, I think it's a bit of both. Uh, I'd imagine he saw me play before that and wasn't just yeah. going off one tournament. I definitely think it is a lot more incremental of a buildup, um, in comparison to just having one really good day. Yeah. That makes, that makes total sense. Yeah. I, I probably totally agree. Um, and then of course, you know, when you have a great tournament, that's a bigger, bigger increment, right? So it's kind of like little steps, little steps, but right. then, yeah, certainly, you know, when you put on a show and you get hot, then a lot of coaches tend to take notice, which is great. Um, so you mentioned that, you know, a lot of your friends, a lot of your, uh, teammates, uh, were already committed and for some, for a lot of kids that can be tough, right? You know, September 1st comes around and they get no calls and all your, all your teammates are getting calls. All, your, all the kids on your club team are getting the calls, you know, national letter of intent day comes and you see, Oh, congratulations. This is a lifelong dream. All. And it's like you, you're like, damn, you know, like you, you start to get the, this, the, the things going on in your head. Did you have that happen? And if so, like, you know, what do you, re- what do you recommend to kids who, to get through that? Yeah. So yeah. Um, a bunch of, a bunch of kids on my club team were super highly touted. We ended up having the number one recruit in the nation who, uh, ended up going to UVA. He's a stud there as a freshman. Um, and for me, it was, it was obviously not as not similar to him at all, but, uh, I, I definitely did have schools reaching out on September 1st. Um, and it was pretty consistent the first few weeks, um, of September and October. Um, then it kind of slowed down a bit for me. Um, and I, I'd gone on visits to a bunch of schools, um, all the way through September, October. Um, and then it kind of, my phone kind of got dry a little bit. Um, and I got really close to, to committing to this one school, um, sort of because of that. 
Um, and then I ended up waiting. My parents, my parents wanted me to wait it out. So that in the fall ball, um, end of that club season, just to see if anything else that I liked more came. Um, and lucky enough, I did ended up here at St. John's, but if I'd say anything for the younger guys that are about to go through it or going through it current currently, um, don't rush into anything like Mm -hmm. lacrosse is definitely a factor in your decision, but the four years of, of college are something that stick with you your whole life. Um, so I'd say, say, don't rush into anything. Schools aren't for the most part going to give you a timetable of when you have to commit by, um, just kind of take your time and wait till you find the perfect school. Yeah. What was it about St. John's that made it the perfect school for you? Yeah. I had a, I just had really hit it off with the coaching staff. Coach Miller and his staff were uh, really good to me in the recruiting process. My dad knew him prior to him recruiting me. Mm. Um, and that was, that was big for me. Um, I think just going into a spot where you can trust the person who's at the head of your program. I think that's a really big deal. And, and I had a great relationship with him um, outside lacrosse, the school, very good school. Um, I wanted to be close to this city. Um, obviously, having New York City right around the corner is something that's really cool. You get to meet a bunch of cool people here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it was just I think I, th- I thought I could come into a place and, and honestly compete for compete for the spot day one. I mean, by no means that I think I was going to um, be given anything. And I think I worked for everything I got, but I did think there was a, there was a chance that I could come in and and give it a really good shot to start as a freshman. Yeah. Well, you end up earning that job, which was amazing as a freshman earning the starting job. I mean, anytime, you know, a freshman goalie can come in and earn the starting job. I mean, I think that says a lot about you and your work ethic and your character. And I'd love to hear that, but I have one more question about high school on the, uh, on the website, it says you're a six-year letter winner in lacrosse. Uh, is that a, is that a typo, or did you really go to you really go to college or uh, high school for six years? So yeah, so I uh, I actually went to St. Mary's to start off high school, but before that, um, it's actually a middle school, um, okay. and it's connected to the high school. So my seventh and eighth grade year, I was on the varsity team. Um, nice, nice. Yeah. Stayed at St. Mary's through my sophomore year. Then ended up uh, junior senior year transferring to St. John's Prep in Danvers to to finish off high school. So I got it. All right. It was, so it's yeah, true. It was six cool years, experience. six year letter winner, but that was seventh and eighth grade where you got the the two additional. Yeah, uh, yep. makes perfect sense. I was going to ask, um, you know, being a shorter a shorter goalie. Um, I mean, I'm five eight myself. I think you're five eight or five nine. Yeah, like around there. Um, was there ever like a time where you're like, man, I actually, if I'm going to play D one, I need to, I need to be in the goalie position because of that, or that, did that never kind of cross your mind? Um, I I don't really think that crossed my mind. I mean, looking at it now, like, I don't know how many teams are looking for a five, 940 pound attackman. Um, but I think the cool thing about our position is, you can be either my size, your size, or someone yeah. like Blaze Reardon, Dylan Ward. I mean, there's no no mold for how a goalie has to be built. And I think there's things about my game that are, are different than someone who's 6'3", 220, that, that they can't do that I can, and, and vice versa as well. So I think that's something cool about the position. Uh, but that never really crossed my mind um, in terms of trying to play at the Division One level. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, that is what's cool about the goalie position is you can be, have, you know, five, eight, five, nine, five, ten guys. I mean, even, even at the youth level lower, uh, sure than that. And then, you know, you can have the Ken cannons and six, three right. and, and Dylan Ward, six, six and Luke DeLuca's six, seven or something like that, you know, just crazy tall guys. So yeah, yeah. a lot of different styles. What, what do you think are some things that you can do that they can't, for instance? Um, I mean, those guys are obviously super talented, but, uh, I think like, just like things like such as like hand speed, usually those bigger guys, they're kind of just like take away a bunch of angle and and take Mm -hmm. small steps, kind of just get hit with the ball. Hopefully get their hands there. I think like for me, my hand speed is one of the better parts of my game. I think my play outside of that in terms of like getting ground balls and clearing the ball is something that. I can add um, to a team that, that that I think is important, create transition and things like that. Um, but I think like, obviously there's positives to both. Uh, yeah. For the most part, everything's pretty comparable and similar. Um, it's just little details within like arc and angle and, and things of that nature that switch. Yep. Totally. Yeah. I tend to find that the shorter goalies are, are quicker uh, just, just in general. I mean, like, you know, obviously, there's probably some big dudes that are super quick and athletic athletic freaks. So, but you know, just in general, um, you know, you're a little bit shorter, you're a little bit quicker, you know, that, that first step to like chase out a shot or win a ground ball tends to be a little faster. Uh, so yeah, use, use the talents that you were given. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, love it. Um, all right. So, you know, you, you, uh, start at St. John's, uh, last year, by the way, I, I don't even know if you remember, but we did, I was looking it up. We had the, the lacrosse goalie summit to November, 2020. And, uh, you and your dad went live and that was the day you had signed your letter, your letter of intent, uh, to, to attend St. John. So that was pretty cool. I thought. Yeah, I, I do remember that now that you say it, um, yeah. that didn't even cross my mind. I, I literally probably signed my NLI probably a good hour before we, before we hopped on the summit. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I totally remember that. I was I was super pumped. Uh what what is a red storm? Uh or so why are they called the they, red storm? Yeah. Yeah, they were uh previously the red men and then they uh changed their name to the red storm and uh, it's just a storm. Storm. Just just storm. Just, just, just a red create storm. <laughs> yeah, just create havoc. I like it. I like it. Um so talk to me a little bit about getting to, you know, D1 college lacrosse your first time, right? Obviously I've heard a lot of goalies talk about it. It's a faster game. Everyone can shoot a lot harder. Um, you know, how did you level up your lacrosse goalie game? Yeah. Um, I think I came in super well prepared, um, just with playing with 3d, um, my two years at St. John's prep really helped me out. I think, uh, just in terms of seeing higher quality shots and getting better every day at practice. Mm -hmm. I think when I did get here, um, the, the talent and the speed of the game is definitely a lot different. Um, but the thing I, I tried to keep in mind throughout my whole fall and even in spring season last year was it's just the same game I've been playing my whole life, right? Like at the end of the day, yes, it is faster, but I'm still getting in between a six by six net and, and my main goal is to stop the ball. So I think though things were obviously at a higher level, uh, it it was just a simple mind change that that you just got to do what you've always been doing and not really think about those things that are that are a bunch different. Yeah. 
It's a really interesting point because I think a lot of goalies, you know, when they take a step up in level, the shots are faster. And so they think, oh, well, I need to then like move a lot faster. I need to like, like play a lot differently. And to your point, it's the same game that you've been playing since whenever, since you were a kid. Right. And yeah, the shots are faster, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need to change your game. Like you, you know how to be a great goalie. Right. And it's just making those saves. Uh, so uh, yeah, I like that point. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, talk to me about earning the starting role. How, how many, um, do you have like three or four goalies on the roster? And like, when did you kind of realize, or when did the coach tell you that, you know, you had earned the starting role? Yeah. So last year we had five goalies, um, on the roster. Um, a couple of them were banged up throughout the fall and throughout the mm. spring, um, which is various injuries. Um, but, but I kind of just went in and, and competed. They had a senior coming back. Who's a three-year starter. Um, last year who I have a great relationship with, talked to him to this day and he was, he was tremendous to me. Um, but I, uh, I really just competed all fall, had some scrimmages in the fall, played, played decent. Um, then our end of fall breakout meeting, they were just like, yeah, we're, we're going to go with the experience, um, and play the senior. Mm. Um, and it, it kind of just pushed me over the winter, over winter break, went home, trained a bunch with my dad. Um, just saw a bunch of rubber, um, came back, we, uh, scrimmaged Harvard a week before we played Rutgers. Um, and I played, I thought I had a really good game there. Um, and that following Monday, uh, week leading up to Rutgers, they, uh, decided that I was going to get the start, uh, versus Rutgers and nothing really changed for me. I just wanted to keep competing, keep bringing it every day to practice and hopefully steer the team in the right direction. Yeah. Love it. Well, congrats. That's like I said at the beginning, I mean, that's incredible to get, uh, you know, the, uh, a start as a freshman. Uh, and I watched a bunch of your games. You played well, you played well, but, but I gotta Thank say, you. yeah, I gotta say you guys play some incredible competition, you know, I mean, yeah. you got Georgetown, Denver, Rutgers, uh, Jacksonville, and you know, those are good established program not to say you guys aren't good right but like they're good <laughs> they're good what what is it like for you when you know they put up 23 goals on you they put up 18 goals on you, they put up 20 goals on you what is that what is that talk to me about how you deal with a game like that yeah I mean getting scored on 20 times it's not fun right I think there's things that you can let get to your head mentally, like seeing 20 goals go up on the scoreboard. Um, but for me at the end of the day, it was, it was just, you just got to compete through it. Right. Like I can't control how many shots I'm seeing, how many shots I'm seeing or where the shots are from or any of that stuff. I just have to try to make the next save. Um, and I basically just play the game, um, give it, give it all I had. And then, watch the film, break it down, see, see what I can change, see what we can change as a team, um, and then go back that next week and just compete and, and hopefully hopefully get that win that next week. But I think mentally is the biggest thing that you got to keep. Um, if you lose your head at any point throughout the season or in a game, uh, those scores can get a lot uglier. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, you have to be very mentally strong and you got to be a leader too because, you know, if there's like a defenseman that's a little bit mentally weak or someone like, you know, so starts showing very negative body, body language because your team's down by 15, right? Like that, 
impacts the whole team. Um, and so, you know, being that leader and letting them know, you know, being that leader in the sense of not only am I going to have positive body language and not only am I going to be remain up, right. And keep competing, like you mentioned, but I'm going to push others to do the same. Um, right. I mean, you agree with me on that? Oh, 100%. I mean, I think just a huge part of our position as the goalie, as the last line of defense is, is to simply be a leader, um, not just in the cage, but out of it. Um, I mean, like I know at the college level, I had it in high school, like we have our team values and, and things you follow as a program. And I think as the goalie, you can really hold people in check. Um, I mean, you gain respect the day you walk through the door simply because you're a goalie and, and no one else really wants to be in your shoes. Um, so people respect you. And I think that's for a lot of the younger guys, I think that's important to realize. Like at, at, at some point, the people on the field with you, um, Yes, they're your friends, but they're your teammates as well. So when you're out there, everything you say or they say to you is is in the betterment of of the team. And I think that's that's something that I really started to realize my my last couple of years of high school, my junior senior year, and, and I really tried to carry over uh, in, at, at St. John's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there is that level of respect that's sort of built into the lacrosse goalie position. Um, and if I'm being honest, that was one of the reasons I liked the position a lot. Like, because I saw, you know, the level of respect that the goalie get. First in the handshake line, everyone go goes to get the goalie right. after the game. Like, it doesn't really even matter what, you know, the difficulty level of the save. Like, every save, like, people are just like, yes! <laughs> yeah. You know, like, way no, to go. Sure. So, so I love that element of it. Um and I never, I never thought about that until, until you just mentioned it. So, uh, what are the, you mentioned the values you guys have team values. Could, could you talk about what those are? Yeah. So respect, um, respect. we just some, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. We just respect each other, respect our coaches, uh, respect decisions that are made, whether you can handle them or not. Um, yeah. Respect the game. Kind of, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, respect the game. It's a huge one. The, the game we play is, is something that has so much history behind it. Um, so many like amazing stories. I'm sure everyone listening's heard. Um, it's a Native American game and it's really cool in that sense. Um, and then I think like, uh, well, another one that I believe in firmly is effort as well. Um, just always giving your, your full effort, always just trying your hardest, somewhat self-explanatory as well, but super important. Um, and then, uh, the last one is your energy. Um, that's one that I believe in super firmly. Um, my dad would always tell me in high school and and now in college, you can control your effort and your energy. Um, if you control those, you're going to be in a really good spot. Um, Mac Jones, obviously Patriots starting quarterback. He, uh, he got benched a few weeks ago on Monday night football, biggest stage in, in, in football, basically. And after in his post-game press conference, he said, only two things I control are my effort and my energy. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool and, and something that definitely translates over to the goalie position. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that a lot. What do you do then when um, effort and energy, effort and energy, right? Energy to me is kind of like sometimes it comes in waves and and you can have the just naturally, right? And you can have those days where like, man, I feel, I feel great. Like I'm pumped. I'm ready. I'm ready to play. Then you can also have those days where, you know, like, man, I don't really, 
don't really feel it today. So, so what do you do when just you have a natural day for yourself where it's like really low energy? Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone definitely has those days, but I think for me specifically, one, one thing I've really tried to hone in on when I, when I wake up at five 30 in the morning to go to practice and say, and, and think like, Oh, it's, it's early. I'm tired. I, I don't want to go play or whatever it is. Like there's not many people who, who are sitting in the shoes that I'm sitting, sitting in. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you, you get to, you don't get to be here. You you've worked for everything that you've got to be in this spot. Um, and I think it's important to just really recognize that and, and just embrace the opportunity every single day and not, not sit back and, and complain. You have to be out practicing at six 30, just going out and, and doing it because it's what you love to do with the people that you, that you love that your teammates. And I think it's just important to really just, beat every day, even if you're down or not wanting to do something. Yeah. Great answer. Gratitude and perspective, right? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. And then what about, so on the effort piece, you know, um, have you ever had a time where the effort wasn't there and like someone kind of had to call you out or even, even with a teammate, maybe like, you know, you, you, everyone's going hard and you kind of see a teammate that's not putting in the effort that, that you would think, acceptable um any of those situations happen to you and how did it go i mean me personally i mean you've talked to my dad a good amount i think uh safe to say if i was never given a hundred percent um he, he'd have an earful for me so <laughs> so that's, yeah there uh, you go there you go not something that i want to want to go through necessarily but i think like there's times where, where your teammates are, are gassed or whatever and you, you do have to give them give them some extra encouragement and, and let them know that you're here for them and, and things of that nature. And like we talked about earlier, that's, that's part of being a goalie, right? Like comes the fourth quarter and, and your defensemen are gassed after playing 45, 50 minutes of a game. You might just have to give them a sip of your water and, and let them know that, that we just got to finish this out and, and hopefully bring home this win. Um, and things like that do go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I guess it helps to have as a dad a professional a professional lacrosse coach, right? <laughs> and yeah. he also, you know, I mean, I don't know him incredibly well, but we've ha- certainly had a lot of conversations. He also seems to me like a great motivator uh, of men of lacrosse players. Yeah, uh, what you know well, is that? What lessons has have you learned from him in that in that context? Yeah. Oh, I mean, the leadership aspect, um, and the team camaraderie is is the biggest thing for him. Um, I know it always was when he coached at Endicott College um, a couple of years ago, and, and now obviously with the Cannons. And, and he's a big believer, and if you have the right guys, um, that you're going to be in a, in, a, in a good spot to win rather than if you have all the X's nose down. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he always says it's it's more about – it's not about the X's nose. It's, it's about the Jimmys and Joes. So basically that – you guys have a really good locker room and um, great camaraderie between between your teammates. Uh, you're, you'll be in a good spot to win, no, no matter who you're playing against. And I mean, he's he's taught me so much, not just about like leadership wise in, in the sport of lacrosse, but pretty much just about life. Um, and I know that it's something he does for all of his players as well. And I think it's super important. Um, I think when I was looking at a school to play at, 
Um, I wanted to go play for a coach who I knew I could trust, like I said earlier, um, and someone who I think would instill those same values that, that my dad's instilled in me. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely important. Yeah, I love that. Not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. That's awesome. Yes. Um, and I'll tell you what, I haven't talked with many of the Cannons players apart from the goalies. Uh, and those Jimmy's and Joe's they got on the goalies, uh, Nick Morocco and Colin Kirst, are two just really solid dudes, two really solid guys, oh. in addition to being great goalies. Yeah. Have you have you spent any time with them or chatted with them at all? Yeah. So uh, like I kind of said earlier, I, I've worked with Nick a bunch. Um, he's given me a bunch of bunch of really cool pointers about the position, about the mental side of the of the game, um, things of that nature. And he's been a, a big uh, guy I've looked up to mentorship wise um, throughout the past couple of years. Um, I'll text with him every now and then. And then uh, Colin, it was pretty cool because we opened up with Rutgers um, last year, which was my first start. Um, and my dad was super close with Mr. Curse mm. uh, before he passed away. Yeah. Um, so I knew like going in, that uh, I was going to be playing Colin and, and we, at the start of the game, we obviously went, shook hands, uh, stuff like that. And then at the end of the game, he, uh, he we just like talked for a quick second and, and it was pretty cool. He was obviously one of the best guys in the country last year. Yeah. Um, so hearing, hearing some re, re encouragement from him was, was pretty cool. That is cool. What, um, I'm curious what lessons, mental lessons, Nick Morocco, uh, taught you or what, what would you guys chat about? Yeah, I mean, you can look back at um, his days at Georgetown um, when he was a freshman there and, and more so in the recruiting process there um, when he was committed. And it was a very similar situation to me coming into St. John's. Um, you look back probably, what, eight, nine years ago now, and, and Georgetown was at the bottom of the Big East, nowhere near the top 20 in the country. And um, he really just told me, like, it it only takes a few guys to, to change a program. Um, and it starts with that goalie position. Um, yeah. and, and hearing that from him, it, it was pretty cool. Um, now you look at Georgetown on their top five consistently every year. Um, best team in the big East last year. Um, so I think hearing him say that he went through a similar thing as me, um, and, and what I'm going to be going through the next three years, I think it was, uh, cool to hear and it, it showed that that things can change if you if you work and put your mind to it yeah interesting i love that yeah i love that so much it's like you could be getting beat you know 25 to 5 every game and 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 you know you're only you're only like a couple players or only a couple uh right players away from like really turning it around but guess what it starts with the goalie like there's no other position on the field that can impact that final outcome like 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 we can um, right. I mean, I think you mentioned that as the reason you love goalie so much is like the, the control and the impact that you can have on the game. So yeah, you know, don't get discouraged, put, keep working really hard and level up your game. Right. And then who knows, maybe some other people will, maybe you'll get a new player and, and bam, you're right, right back right. on top. Exactly. Cool. What, um, in your own particular goalie game, we're head you're heading into your sophomore year. I think you mentioned, you, know, you guys are wrapping up fall ball. What, um, one, how's fall ball going for you? And two, like what, is there any particular element of your goalie game that you're specifically focused on improving? Yeah. Uh, so fall balls went really well. Uh, the new coaches have been great this year. 
Um, and I really think they they brought in some pieces that are going to help us win, not just now, but over the next couple of years. Um, and I think like in terms of my game, I'm kind of trying to just keep continuing to get better at everything. Um, just more, more so becoming into a leadership role. Um, obviously playing last year, I think that I can kind of more become uh, more come into a leadership role. Um, mm-hmm. as a sophomore, junior, um, things of that nature. Um, but I think just keeping, um, keeping my game developing and, and not getting stagnant is something that, that I just really have to focus on at this point. Yep. Love it. Love it. Level up that game. All, all areas, yep. right? All areas. Yeah. Um, what about, you know, we, we mentioned some of those games against some of those tough teams and, and you look at the final scores and it's 25, 20, 18 goals. What do you do, you know, yourself mentally or even physically when you give up a run of five, six goals in a row? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the best things that, that we do as a defense here is after every goal, just bring it in. And um, as a defense kind of talk through the possession and, and things that went wrong, things that we did well, um, and I think that kind of just keeps everyone on the same page. Um, not even just me as the goalie. I think just being on the same page with your defensemen, even if omitties are stuck on defense, I think it's something that's really important. And I'd encourage all goalies to do. I know most goalies do it at the college level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that does go a long way um, in terms of stopping runs and, and things of that nature. Um, but for me personally, uh, one thing I started doing probably start a high school, I think. Um, after every goal, every save, every change of possession, I'll always hit my pipes the same way. And it kind of just resets me mentally and uh, just gets me going towards that that next possession. Um, that's just one thing that's worked for me. I know uh, over the summer at, at one of the peak goalie camps, we kind of talked about a similar topic to this and a bunch of college goalies talked about it. And one of my buddies who plays at Hofstra, um, Massachusetts kid, played at Lord's Academy, Sean Henderson. He said when he uh, when he gives up a run or a couple tough shots, he'll uh, always start singing a song that calms him down, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of just grounds him and puts him in a place where he can make that next play. And I thought that was something that I could I could potentially try out, or at least kind of tell other goalies to try out um, if they're looking for something to to kind of cool them down. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I've talked to a lot of youth goalies, um, uh, you know, just with lax goalie rat. And yeah, there's a lot, especially, uh, the young girls, they like to sing, sing the show tunes to get them, you know, keep them, keep them calm, yeah. keep keep them in the game. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. so you've spent then, you know, some time coaching with Pete goalie, um, I guess helping out the camps, uh, you know, you helped out at one of the goalie summits, um, I have this theory that like, I, I mean, I don't even know if it's my theory. It's probably pretty well proven that like when you teach something, like you have to understand it at a whole new level. Mm-hmm. And so I always encourage even youth to try and like teach an element of goalie to another goalie. And I think by doing that, you know, you, you learn it, you learn it so much better, so much more profound. Have you found that in your own goalie game where like, all right, I'm teaching this this to like a 12 year old. And now I go out there and I'm like, man, I understand this. I'm, I understand this concept way better. Yeah. 100%. I think, uh, I mean, I've wanted to get into coaching, um, hopefully at the college level when I'm done playing, 
but my dad would always tell me that he's like, um, you teaching these younger kids, it, it's going to give you a new point of view on the position and, and things that might seem so small about your game, uh, but actually play a huge role in you stopping the ball. So, I mean, like one example would be like arc and angle. It's something that now at the college level you you find it's just just such a habit that you do it um, no matter what. But right. when you're teaching it to a fourth or fifth grader, it's something they don't understand. And it, and it kind of gives you a new perspective that it is super important. And if there is anything you can adjust within your arc and angle, it, it could go a long way. Yeah. If you look at, look at a younger guy hopping in the net for the first time they, and they're not on an arc, it's almost impossible to make the save if they're not in the right position. Um, so things like that definitely go a long way and they give you a new perspective. Yeah, totally. I find it a lot with the mental game because, you know, like one thing that coaches and a lot of goalies talk about is like just this idea of a short-term memory, right? Like something bad happens, cool, flush it, move on, right? As, as we move on to the next play, we're not thinking about that play in the past. And so I talk a lot about that with, with young goalies. And then like, you know, as I'm doing my lax goalie rat, right. Or doing something, something bad will happen. And now like, because I've taught, I've talked to that goalie, this young goalie, and I've told him like, Hey, when something bad happens, you got to move on. Like that's, that's sitting in my head. And now I'm like, wait a minute, something bad just happened. I got to move on. Right. I got, I can't, you know, I, I control what you can control. I can't control that. Let's move on. And so that, that happens quite a bit for me and I, I love it. So yeah, well, I guess bottom line is what we're saying here is get out there and coach. huh? Oh, for sure. I think, it'll, it'll help you, uh, in your, in your own game. But I think like for me, especially it, it did reassure that I do want to get into coaching and yeah. I'm passionate about it. And, and I think it's a really good time. I love it. I love it. Well, Caden, um, what do they call you on the team, by the way? KQ? Yeah. KQ. KQ. I love I, it. Everyone's been, everyone's been calling me that pretty much my whole life. So. All right. I'm used to uh, it. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show uh, and chatting, sharing your experience. Um, what do you go with for your gamer, the the head? Oh, I'm rocking the STX Eclipse 2 with uh, the East Coast Eyes Impact Mesh. Uh, no shooting strings. Ghost Pocket. Yeah. All right. Why do you go with Sean's the ghost? Yeah. Um, I like to feel I like to feel a little click off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, just like to feel out my release point. So it's something I started doing in high school and I've kind of stuck with it. Um, I'm really liking it. So, yeah. Yeah. Have you, um, heard about the eclipse three? I think it's going to be called the shadow. Oh, I have not. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I've seen pictures of it and I, and like I, I posted it on my Instagram and a bunch of goal, not a bunch, two goalies, uh, said I'm using it and they said, it's amazing. Like it's a lot, it's a lot stiffer, huh. kind, of, kind of all the attributes of the eclipse too, just a little more stiffer. Yeah. So I'm excited for that one to come out. Cause obviously, I mean, the eclipse two was kind of a game changer when it came out. Oh, for sure. Um, all right. Well, like I said, good luck in the upcoming season. Uh, Caden, thank you so much for coming on. If you had to leave the goalies out there with the, with the final piece of advice, uh, what would that be? Yeah, I, my last piece of advice would just be have fun. Um, I think there's going to be days where it seems like you can't uh, stop a shot or whatever it may be. You're going into practice, maybe not wanting to be there. I think uh, 
at the end of the day, we're, we're playing a game that we love and, and you just try to have as much fun as you can. And, and it goes a long way. Love it, man. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. That was friend of the program. Caden Quirk earned all of the starts for the Red Storm, St. John's Red Storm as a freshman, which is tremendous. He's got an incredible uh, three more years to go, at least. Uh, so it's going to be awesome, awesome to watch him in his sophomore season. I know he's been working hard. I know he's been working with goalies to train them as well. So we'll all be rooting for Caden as the season comes up. Speaking of which, season is right around the corner. We're in mid-January. Uh, if you want to grab access in the intro, I mentioned the Caden Quirk and Sean Kirk Quirk training session. Incredible incredible coaching uh, on the field, live. It's amazing. LaxGoalieRat.com slash VIP. Check that out. Uh, as I mentioned, lacrosse season right around the corner. If you listen this far, I want to I give you a big thank you and let you know to always get out there and keep improving your game. All right? So in the meantime, get out there, get some work in, do well and be well. I'm Coach Damon. Take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson. 